In this episode of the New How Podcast, we sit down with Alexa from Philadelphia Zoning and chat everything there is relating to expediting your permit drawings in the city of Philadelphia. We chat a little bit of business. We also chat how she got started and learning about how it is to be an entrepreneur in this great city. This is the New How Podcast. Learning to build businesses and real estate in a new age of technology. Today on the New How Podcast, we are sitting here with Alexa. Hello, hey, Alexa. how are you? Alexa, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I uh, appreciate you being here. Um, how do you say your last name? Properly? Aram. Uh, Everyone thinks it's Arab, but it's actually German. Aram. Yeah. Aram. Aram. All right. So we have Alexa Aram from Philadelphia Zoning on our podcast today. And this is a really exciting episode because when you say city of Philadelphia licenses and inspections, most time people cringe. And ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, ooh, I just cringed. And this, and, and I'm excited to have Alexa tell her story because her name of her company is Philadelphia Zoning, and she deals with zoning on a daily basis. I'm sure. So, yeah, Alexa, why don't you give us a little background to what you're doing today, and then we'll get into your whole story. Sure. So, yeah. So my whole pitch, uh, high level pitch, is saving people time, money, and headaches when it comes to all things zoning in Philadelphia, because that's exactly when you think of zoning, you think of fuck, I don't want to do this. I want to avoid it as much as possible. I want to maybe skate around it if possible. So I saw all these issues um, when I got into zoning and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna start a company. I'm going to make it really pleasant, easy and streamlined for people to like deal with zoning. So that's kind of what I've been working on is creating systems in my business with ways to do that for people um, in terms of, you know, saving them headaches and whatnot, developers, investors, business owners, and that's That's great. I think the other thing too is, you know, when people, you know, I've seen personally people with, you know, zoning issues, it could be residential and they just own their house and they have a roof deck that's not legal. Like there's just so many. And then, you know, like you said, you're setting up systems to help guide people through this mantra of zoning. Yeah. Because everyone looks at, you kind of hate on what you don't understand. And before Mm -hmm. I understood L and I in and out, I was like kind of an asshole down there myself. And then I started to understand that they're not trying to make it hard for you. It's just, we don't understand. Not when I say we, like when you're getting into our people that don't deal with it all the time, like you just don't understand the difficult processes. Mm -hmm. So once you do understand it's not that bad. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to like help people with. Right. You know, so, so. so tell us how you got, cause, cause being in Philadelphia zoning, it's like, mm. a, you know, wait, How'd you get there? Well, I'll tell you, I definitely didn't like wake up one day and say, oh shit, I want to start a zoning company. I'm super passionate about zoning. So it's kind of one of those long winded stories that I could go on for hours about, but let's keep keep it to like five minutes. No, I'll I'll, I'll go quick. I'll go quick. So (laughs) I started my first company back in 2012 when I graduated from Temple and that was an electronic music event production company. Whoa. from doing a couple of years of that, I got into branding. I've actually been doing branding since I was little, um, just super passionate about it. Started growing a branding agency and realized that's really not what I wanted to do with my life. That all coupled with a bunch of other life things. I fell into actually a really deep clinical depression like a year and a half to two years ago. And I knew that like taking action was the way out of it. So I called up my friend who, um, the zoning attorney and a real estate attorney. 
that I had been friends with for a couple of years. I met him when I started my first company. I had my office next door to him. He'd come wandering over like drunk as hell every night, like <laughs> trying to like party with the like young kids starting a company. Became good friends. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, um, I really need to get a focus again. Like what's going on? Like mm-hmm. basically, because we were such good friends. He's like, listen, like my zoning practice is like overwhelming right now. Um, I can really use your help. Why don't you get your expediter's license? And I, at that point, had pretty much nothing to lose. I'm like, well, that sounds real shitty. Um, I have no idea what this even means, but I'm going to go, I'm just going to do it because I know I need like a purpose again. Pre- preface what is people listening, expediter license. Right, right. Like, what so is an expediter license? An expediter's license essentially allows you to pull like all different types of licenses and permits um, with the city. So like building permits, zoning permits, commercial activity licenses on behalf of other people. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I got my expediter's license, started helping them out. And I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I like dealing with the people I'm dealing with so far, meaning like I liked working with hustlers, like developers, investors, like really cool, like just business owners. And then a couple months into it, I'm like getting my footing. I'm learning about it and I'm looking around and I'm like, damn, there's a lot of issues in the way that these services are and are not delivered in the market, mostly not delivered. So like, for example, there was like just all these like arguments going on between like the owner of the property and then the architect. And it was like a year into the project and the plans were supposed to be done like six months ago. There's just all this crazy miscommunication going on. And then the attorney would try to step in and like mitigate the whole thing. And it was just going nowhere on a lot of the projects. And I'm like, this is a mess. There's (laughs) no one like tying it all together. So in zoning, as you know, there's like a zoning attorney involved possibly an expediter, an architect, an engineer. There's like so many parties. Don't about the demo guys, like the construction. Right, crazy. right. There's just so many moving parts. So I was like, someone needs to come in, me. I just started kind of like naturally tying all that together for people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a huge opportunity. It's going to solve a lot of people's problems. It's going to streamline communication between everybody and make things go a lot smoother. So I like was like, you know, what? I'm just going to launch a company and call it Philadelphia Zoning. I'm an opportunist. Yep. Saw an opportunity. Great branding, by the way. Well, it tricked me. Yeah. I thought she was from L and I. Well, that's like, actually. Oh, I'm like, how did you, how did we get this person down here? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's like that was actually my thinking when I chose the name, like having a branding background, and then also wanting like to quote unquote kind of corner a market. Like yeah. that's my goal. Like I was like, why don't I just call myself exactly what it is? Yep. And it's after people they're like, wait, are you from the city? I'm like, no, but I'm glad you think that. Cause I got your attention. Right. So yeah. So, so is, it ju- is it just you or is it? Well, I'm the, nowadays. I'm the founder. I had a partner. It was that zoning attorney, but mm-hmm. um, as you know, we went to our separate. So it's I, just I had me. someone tell me one time that partners are for dancing. That so we like to dance. Like we that. like to dance. I love gotta, to dance. So you gotta be you gotta be able to dance. And dancing is back and forth. It's yeah. not one sided. Correct. People think right. Well, exactly. So yeah, it's just me. But I have like contractors that work for me. I don't have any employees. But my you can call. He works with me. He's my operations guy. He's a contractor. And then mm-hmm. I partner with like zoning attorneys. Yep. I've now been subcontracting like architects and engineers because yep. my clients want to go through me to manage the projects, which is kind of why I started the company in the first place to manage the communication and the mm-hmm. timelines. It's been working out really well. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That. <laughs> I mean, just on an outsider's perspective, I'm not, again, I'm not part of the architecture team here, mm-hmm. uh, but I see so many issues with L&I on a day-to-day basis that mm-hmm. there's obviously opportunity my, for you to go in there. My favorite one that I just found that if you compare what because this is the bay window. This is the bay window. This is the bay window. This is the bay window example. So obviously, you're so I don't know with, everything. Let's just no, no. And that's the other thing I want to preface. People think zoning, like oh, there, there's actually specifically 
they're allowed to interpret the code any yeah, which fucking way they think. Exactly. If you say this, wow. it needs to be white, it's like, well, what kind of white? It's, it could be dark it's white. Completely it's gray area yeah, and yeah, every right? single step of the way. And there's, yeah. a, there's a stipulation of code that the guys just dealt with between, because you have to go into streets department sometimes for approvals, right? Yeah. So streets department, and let me, it's, it's either streets or L&I. Streets department, I believe, declares a bay window anything above 24 inches <laughs> off the ground. L&I defines a bay window as anything above the first floor. Written straight in the uh, fucking code. Streets and L&I. Streets and L&I. They're in the same building? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they're in the same building? I don't know. They are. They're in the same building. And they, <laughs> yes, their code yep. reads differently in both ways. So our team ran into that. A bay window on up on the second floor per usual. And they were saying, no, it's a bay window because it drops and it's above 24 inches. And now you need streets or whatever. Oh like God. it's just, it's So bullshit. then did you just go get streets approval? Yeah, they figured it out. But it's just like, yeah. why are we, why are you, they fighting against each other? It's like this friction that's being created for no reason. I, know, I don't, I don't know. We've, I mean, we run into stuff like that too. And it's getting to the point where it's quicker to mm-hmm. just do what they say. And I'm the type of person, like, I want to prove, like, this is the right way. I'm, like, very, like, like that. But it actually hurts your clients because it just wastes more time. Right. So you're, like, you just got to bite the bullet, go upstairs, get the stamp, Mm -hmm. whatever, fine. Like, it's sometimes you just got to know. Talk to to me because that's the biggest thing. You know, talk. Like if you, if, if you had a client sitting here that never went through zoning before, cause we've dealt with it. Like how do you deal with client fires when it comes to dealing with L and I and zoning issues? Like, like I'm sure clients get frustrated, right? Like, cause they don't understand. How do I do a client yeah. fire? Oh, with client fires. Like, you know, frustration of zoning. Like, like, cause they think it's like a lot of times I, think- I will say we get blamed for a lot of issues down there architects. So, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I've just been lucky so far, but a most, well, you know, one client that we talked to, I'm obviously not going to say a name, but I got, I dropped, a tr- client dropped us in the beginning yep. because of miscommunication in the beginning, beginning. Cause yep. we didn't like, we were still trying to figure things out, but mm-hmm. it not only happened once, but, um, I guess they know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. And I've been able, like the types of projects I've been getting, like I've been able to field all the different routes it could mm-hmm. possibly go. So I'm comfortable when we get to like most of my projects I'm comfortable with, but then if we do run into fires, I mean, they kind of expect it. And we like, we preface them, like we prepare them. Mm-hmm. I'm like such a, Oh, it's all going to be fine type person. But zoning's taught me like more about like managing expectations for real. Like yeah. not everything's going to be rainbow and butterflies type thing, but I haven't had anything too bad happen yet. Have so. you had them kick back anything to like, please verify this? And yeah. It's, we like, get on the drawing set already. We get kickbacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get kickbacks all the time. Like I'm trying to think. Like, have you ever had one go through like not a buy rights scenario, but like one that's just like you submit a permit or you submit a zoning application. It's like it's perfect. seamless. Yeah, yeah, we've had a lot, actually. A lot of what goes smoothly is I do a lot of like business variances. So okay. like tattoo shops and acupuncture studios like that. There's mm-hmm. no building going on. So it's use. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's, it's really that's seamless because you're just helping open a business. Right. And I actually love projects like that. Yeah, talk, so talk <laughs> about that a little bit. Talk about like use permits. Like give me an example, like uh, how, why a tattoo shop would give you a call. So no tattoo shop can operate like by right in Philly because there's like all these crazy rules about like parks and, mm-hmm. and it's actually a lot to do with the health, the health codes too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. They just, they, it's, you need to, it's called a special exception, okay. um, to operate the space as a tattoo shop. So, mm-hmm. um, we've actually, my first client that I like signed up and got through the whole process successfully, picked me up on his Ducati and then brought me down to his tattoo <laughs> shop that we just opened nice. and gave me a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, acupuncture studios like you can imagine like why a 
like a business like that would need special yeah. zoning approvals. Like imagine if it's just some backdoor like tattoo shop exactly. or like acupuncture studio with dirty needle. Like yeah. they have to pretend no, it, it, to go through zoning. It makes, it makes and it makes sense. Like yeah. a lot of times things in this world don't make sense, but like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. You know. So what about like restaurants or any sort of commercial space like that? We've done yeah. we've done like a couple of interior fit outs, you know, in Fishtown, mm-hmm. but we've also seen other people, hey, I want to open up, you know, a quick burger shack. What kind of process do they go through for it's, just a storefront? So the, the thing with like the process is it's the same process whether like if you have to get a variance mm-hmm. and it's not by right, it's the same process across the board if you're building like a hundred unit building or just getting a, a coffee shop. So mm-hmm. that's what's cool about the zoning is once you understand the process inside and out, it's the same every yep. time. Nice. So, I mean, I could get into the process, but it's like real detailed and like. No, I mean, so. I think just hearing that it's the same, the matter of scale it is. is pretty cool. Yeah, which is good because it's allowed us to like build these systems mm-hmm. internally to like never make the same mistake twice, which. A lot of people, like, I don't want to get into the expediting. A lot of people, I'm going off on a little tangent, but a lot of people miss, um, have this misconception about what expediters do. And they're like, oh, you're an expediter. You can expedite the process. You get it now. And I'm like, no, what makes an expediter a good expediter is they get it done in the minimum amount of time Mm -hmm. that's uh, like applicable by LNI. So if it's a 20, 20 day review period, they submitted things to like, make sure that there's not 10 kickbacks because I've yeah. seen, yeah. I've had a fire three expediters because yeah. they're just like, well, this is what the city said. And they just tell the client that I'm like, it's your job to fix it first. Yeah. And then you're like, try to mitigate it as much. As yeah, possible. exactly. Maybe not like, Oh, sorry. Information is, ahead of time exactly. Yeah. So what makes an expediter good is that they know the processes. They don't make the same mistakes twice. And yeah. they learn from those mistakes. They can apply it to their future clients. Not like, Oh, you can get this overnight. There, it's not is, a magician. It's is just there like a, a typical name. mistake? Like uh, you can talk to architects, builders. Like, is there something that you, see like on a consistent basis that clients are making mistakes whether they're not getting clients yeah maybe. clients are you know draw on even on drawings yeah, that are like, drawings. Like, maybe something that l and i keeps p- picking up on a lot so i wouldn't say too much on l and i the thing now with the new zba chair is like every time you show them plants like if you're going for a variance they need to see trash removal like a like legit <laughs> trash plan they're like obsessing over that. Yeah. Um, so to that's how thing. stuff's being removed from the site. Yeah. And like making sure like every unit has an, like a really good trash plan. Like we've gotten, do we get turned? We didn't, haven't gotten turned down for it, but they brought it up and then we re like mm-hmm. showed them plans. Do you deal with any historical at all or your company not really? Oh, uh, we would. That's like built into like how we quote, like, oh, does this project need historical? But we haven't actually mm-hmm. haven't had too many. So mm-hmm. we have, I don't think we have any we're de- we've dealt with art commission mm-hmm. a bunch streets um and then city planning but not too much historical we're getting into a historical one right now but it's like beginning phases nice yeah so what what have you like what's the one thing you've learned so far to date like building this business because i i mean it's obviously about the business i mean anything, I or it anything? could be you could be in general like it's all, like people that listen to this obviously some are you know entrepreneurs have their yeah. own business going you know what what advice have you learned you know getting into real estate through which is crazy. You know, it's hefty question. All right. Definitely a, a different angle. Like, like I, I don't know, like my first thought never would be to get into Philadelphia zoning, right? Like, like you took a unique angle coming into real estate. Like you hopped in and like, the yeah, like I didn't zone, do it right? typically. Right. Like, you well, don't flip I, out your own houses, right? Like you're, I, you know, well, my, obviously my long-term goal yeah. is to, I consider myself an investor, like, I'm, yeah. but I'm setting myself up for investing, yeah. but I'm, my goal, you know, my goal is to build this business to systemize it. Yeah. Um, 
can we, I'm going to, can I think a little bit on that? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little question about systemizing though, yeah. like how, you, how oh, yeah. you've grown and how you've gone from maybe working hundred hour weeks to working maybe 40, 50 hour weeks yeah. on your own. We're, we're really okay. This systems, is what, okay. So I can answer your question and that the great. question you asked. And I, so I, when I started my first few companies, like I was doing everything and obviously I didn't have the budget to not be doing everything and mm-hmm. learning and doing everything from the email marketing to my books, to my, yep. when I was like an, a promoter, like being out on the streets at four in the morning, freezing my balls off, like <laughs> handing out flyers, everything. Like I wouldn't take that back for the world, but this being my third company and now I'm 27 and like, I've lost a lot of money learning in the mm-hmm. past. Like I knew going into this business, like it was the real deal type thing. It was mm-hmm. no more like, there's always learning experiences, but oh, this sure. wasn't like I'm starting a company that I could lose out on. And it's a whole, the learning experience is the whole of it. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I knew that I needed to bite, like get over myself and like bring in help where I know I'm not good. Cause mm-hmm. like sometimes I think I'm the best at everything, but I know now I've learned them. Well, from not, handing not out flyers to getting billing statements for <sighs> yeah. pro- projects that are costing hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars. You know, it's a different ball game. So I think the most, the thing I've learned, and I don't know if I've learned it as I've like let the learning of this lesson seep in and actually take form is kind of Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this too, is like double down, doubling down on what you're good at mm-hmm. and outsourcing what you're not. Right. And I'm like being honest with myself, like I'm a 30,000 foot person, like I'm the vision and yep. I used to try to be the vision and work in it and I would ruin my, like yep. I would be like on the gas and on the brake at the same time. Yep. So the first person I brought in um, when this company was growing was someone like, I was like, listen, like I want you to just systemize everything, like be with me every day, like everything you see me repeating on, doc, like signing documents, quotes, learn, like getting a kickback from LNI, building that into our systems. Like I was like, create workflows. So yeah. I brought my operations guy, that's like his strictly his role is to make sure the clients are being taken care of in terms yeah. of like everything moving along and uh, systemizing our company internally. So we've built out like these hundred step workflows in this like only $30 a month, like platform. Trello? No, it's 17 apps. 17 it's super apps. Legit. I haven't heard of that one. There's, there's a ton. There's, there's a ton. Hundreds. It's super helpful. It's only 30 apps. bucks a month. Um, so that's the biggest thing I've learned. And like I said, it's like you hear all these lessons, but it takes a lot of like experience to start applying them. Yeah. And I'd say that's the biggest one for me. And that kind of answers, I guess the systems question, like, like I said, every time we get a kickback from L and I, we make sure we don't make the same mistake right. twice. Yeah. And building systems to like not have to think about like so in the beginning phase, I'm like, all right, we just got the refusal back from L and I. Now I gotta put the appeal in the mail mm-hmm. and I gotta make sure I print the refusal <laughs> with it and then it needs a check. And then at the same time I gotta start coordinating with the RCOs. Now I don't have to think about this and neither yes. do the people that work with me. It's like press a button and activates <laughs> the next thing. Right. So trying to automate every single thing that's automatable. So I could scale what I'm good at, which is talking to people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How big do you see that, that company growing? Do you see like a Chicago zoning? Uh, so I've, <laughs> I thought about that. I'm like, do I want it to be like a New York zoning? Right. And I don't. Yeah. Um, I want to corner the market in Philly and mm-hmm. capture it. And that's what I want to do with this business. I don't, I'm not as passionate. I love it. Like I don't love zoning. I love the people I work with and the business owners I get to help mm-hmm. and my clients, but I don't love the business enough 
to make it like a USA zoning, right? Right, like, right. It's, I want to write like a movie script. I started doing it. There's other things I want to do in my yeah. life. Nice. I don't see the value in doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a stone, just a stepping stone. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you really, get really good at Philly stuff, right? Like, really yeah. good. Get really good at it. I don't right. need to like, I go back and forth, like, oh, I need to scale so fast. And I'm like, nah. you know what? No, I know. Like, I want to get it right, do right. it right, and be here for the long term. Yep. Because that's also another um, major lesson I learned is I used to think like, less than a year ahead and I get burnt out over and over right. and over again, which also led to like that depression. And I'm like, now I like play the long game. There you right? go. I'm like yep. thinking 15, 20, 30 years building like a sustainable well-being. Right? Zoning in Philly ain't going anywhere. I'll tell you. That's what I always, I always ask people that. I'm like, what do you think the future of zoning in Philly is? Like, do you think it's going to become super auto? Hell no. Like, they're like 20 it's gonna years be the, It's going to be the last thing Let that's going to happen. This, this might be, I like sensitive things, right? What are your, because, because, you know, I interface on daily basis with big developers, people doing stuff all over the city. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on RCOs and where do you think, do you think there's Christ. a, I, no, it's I, don't great, great don't answer. No, no, no. But, but it's yeah. a serious thing in other no, cities. Yeah. There's not RCO groups, right? Really? Correct. None at all. Not so at all. I don't know much not, about Not in all cities. So like, the, like Philly New, put in New York, there, you don't go to residential community organization. You don't go within a, you know, just 15 like block radius, right? You're going to the building, uh, you're going to the, the labor building, you're going to the um, uh, depart- or Department of Labor building. You're but going you're to not talking point. to communities and residents. That's not going to right. so, so do you do you see long-term as politics continue to change? Do RCOs even have a place? No, I don't think they have a place now. Um, well, they technically they don't oh, now. Well, but I mean, they do though. What they, do you mean? Like, so right now, because like, I got to deal with them every time I'm doing so, a variance. Yeah. Right? So, so anytime you have a variance now, right in the city, you have to go to RCO. And and you know sometimes I have clients who are like, well, technically it doesn't really matter what the RCO does, right? They you're you're hoping for a letter of non-opposition, right? right for right, what you're right. trying to do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, at the end of the day, ZBA makes the call, right? They do, they do. Because I've seen it go both ways. I've seen I've seen RCO say yes, we want parking, and ZBA shut it down. And I've seen RCO no, go no fucking way, too. and ZBA goes, what what the fuck was RCO right. smoking? Right? How can you how can you gauge yeah. whether it's going to get through? And, or not? and that's and that's you what's so random. By the history of like what's going on in that neighborhood, in that neighborhood. To other developers. So, okay, so I have a couple of things to say on this. One, I think anything can be changed with enough like effort. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this close. I mean, I don't not yet, but like to putting the putting something together. Like I don't know, like a petition or a change.org. I don't really know, but I think so. I'm like super uh, conservative on this end, but I think that the communities are making emotional decisions in an atmosphere and in a place where it's like, should be strictly logical decisions. Right. right. So I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I, I will tell you, I had an issue up on my pro I'm still going through it. I'm still waiting for building permits, but I had an issue up in Kensington and literally I'm sitting at the RCO and one of the heads there is demanding, what are you doing for my neighborhood? What are you doing? And I was like, so, so what emotional. do you mean? What, what would you like me to do? I said, I'm going to fix your street. There's no sidewalk here. I'm going to plant some trees. I'm going to put residences up. So what do you think we're doing? Like, like, what do you, right. like but, but it, it kind of pissed me off. Like, what do yeah. you mean? What am I supposed to do for you? Like, no, what are you going to do for me? Yeah. Right? Like, like, why even yeah, have this conversation? So- I'm trying to okay. provide homes to people, you know, and I just, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's, um, it's, it's people like to complain. So yeah. the people that you're dealing, all right, I hope none, none of these people don't even listen to this. You, anyway, know, you so, never know, but it's, but it's, I don't it's, care it's a valid do. conversation. So no, the thing is, is like, I, my, in my experience, the majority of the people I see in these meetings are people that just like are kind of power tripping over nothing. Yeah, They're yeah. volunteers. Yeah. And it's like, listen, like, why are you trying to make this so difficult for people? Like, right. It, and, and I'm getting some, I'm, I'm emailing a client right now back and forth, back and forth. He's like, I want to set up a preliminary meeting. And I'm like, well, 
Why? But like now you're putting all the power in their hands and like, so are you going to not do this project if they say no in the preliminary meeting? Yeah. Right. No. But, like, I, but I even, even tell you, you know, they hold like, so when I went to my RCO meeting, they didn't give me my letter in time for ZBA when they were supposed to. They were supposed to have it to me Monday, my ZBA right. was Wednesday. I get to ZBA. They're like, oh, we just got your letter this morning. And it says, so we're going to continue you till next month. I'm like, the fuck? Like now yeah. I got to go back to RCO and go back to ZBA for no fucking reason. And it ends up getting approved, but it delays me a month and a half. And it's so, like, yeah, that costs money. That's hurting people's jobs and it livelihoods. Is. And I'm dealing, we we have a, actually a mutual client of ours. We're about to engage in this. Like yep. we sent out the the letter to the RCOs for a project like last or early this year. And it was in Temple area. Yep. And literally the dude's like, yeah, $2,000. And we're like, okay. We're like, are you kidding me? We're trying to get him to write it. So he's yeah. basically just like trying to get us to give him money. And at the end of the day, it wound up being him, his mom at the meeting. We bought a bunch of like Pizza Hut pizzas. And they talked about some crazy shit that we didn't even Sex. understand for an hour. And then the they signed off on it. So like, what the un, fuck was the un, point of that meeting? Un, Nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> I think there's no place for them yeah. unless the city's going to like literally put in this super or, strict, like managed system. Competent like, people into those places. Yeah, like, can't they bring people from the city? They can't recruit yeah. people. Like, like to me, it's kind of bullshit. The fact that you have, you have to have licensed professionals going in to do these projects at the time. And then you have yep. unlicensed people that aren't qualified. Didn't have to take a fucking test to know what zoning is. Cause half these RCOs you go into, they don't understand even the zoning code. They don't understand yeah, what a house no, is. It's, it's, it's actually a bunch of bullshit. So yeah. my plan is like, I've been, this is all I hear about from people. So I think it's time to like do take action, like do something like mm-hmm. the city's going to have to listen if there's enough people backing it. And like, yep. they just sent out a um, survey and there's a whole section about RCO. Right, so I don't know if that's going to change anything though. Mm-hmm. Like, And change takes time too. We all know that. Oh, yeah, it but. does, but I think it's doable mm-hmm. like to get either get them pushed out or like, Hey, create a system and, or this is, you know, and they keep talking, you know, the interesting thing is only the only talk about the, what's it the 2035 plan right mm-hmm. you know they're the waterfront getting philly to be the next you know green city and compete but like we're not even fucking close no, we're, like, we're actually a approved. joke like, in, a, in a way it's just, like, the way shit gets built in philly is a fucking joke and you're 100 right and i you know i testament to your company i think you alone is or over these next five to ten years you know you'll be around you'll be helping you know change that legislation hopefully down the line I hope, and, like, and pushing people and rallying people behind yeah, you yeah because you know it's it's frustrating to me when I see clients getting held up and losing money. That's hurting jobs. Like they're all about jobs, right? Like it's hurting their families. Yeah. It's hurting their business. It's hurting people like us because a lot of people that I deal with, I have to like sell them. Be- and I don't want to sell it, but I'm like, listen, give zoning a chance kind yep. of thing. People are like, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Like, yeah. And that's not good for the city. Sure. No, it's not. So, and just to go back to like Philly is kind of a joke. I love Philly, but it is kind of, I was just in London and the things that they're doing with their waterfront, like it just, I'm like looking at Philly, looking at this. I'm like, Jesus, our city is a joke. Like there's so much more well, we could be doing. Again. You, it's so, seeing, I feel like our city's selfish. You're seeing the corruption like, coming out. You're seeing yeah. the corruption getting cleaned up. There's a lot of things that, you know, democracy allows for this stuff, right? It's like who right, you know true. who's pushing what. And, and it's, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of big developers dealing with it politically. Yeah. And, you know, you can just read Philly.com and see them in there once a week. But you know, I, I think the three to five year picture here in the city is going to be very interesting if the city is going to try to maintain a pace for development and keep bringing talented professionals to the city because, yeah. you know, they shouldn't have to have this hardship of trying to find a place to live, you know, and 
There's so much opportunity here. Well, I also think the fact that the statistics came out about that housing Mm. decrease, like the the inventory stock of housing. Trust me, I have four houses I want to build on the fucking books right now, but I can't even get started because I'm being held up for bullshit at L&I. Like, it's, it's a problem. I know. I just read an article on Inc. Uh, last, I think it was this month, actually. It was about Philly mm-hmm. being, like, the hub you know, uh, of the Northeast, the Silicon Valley of the Northeast. And I'm looking around. I'm like, do we look like the Silicon no, Valley of the Northeast? Like Not even close. We've, yeah. Just according to, like, you know, how you can cost of live and, and start up a company here. And, like, mm-hmm. people just want to be in Philly. Uh, but if we can't build in Philly, where are they going to live? Yep. Kind of thing. Uh, I'm just really excited for the next three to five to see all the new type of companies that get started, the new type of solutions like Philly zoning or mm-hmm. other companies. Is there any competition for you? No. Like none. Zero. And I'm that type of person. Like I don't like the word competition too much because I think everyone has a place and there's an abundance of work, <laughs> but I'm also the type of person that I am very competitive, but mm-hmm. I'd rather just, no, that, no, there's not. Good. Because this is, because I started it because people were looking to the zoning attorneys to mm-hmm. manage the architects. And they don't want to do that. And, and, and also go down to Illinois. And they're like, dude, like I'm just trying <laughs> yeah, to go to pull that. And then, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll do that. I don't want to do it. And you're going to have to pay a $300 an hour yeah. like, bill for me to go sit down in Illinois. But they're looking to the attorney because who else yeah. do you look to? There's yeah. no one to do it. And I think that's it. a great like, concept, managing that whole coordination it process. It needs to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a missing missing link. It was. It was really so missing. So it's definitely helping people out. Like People are just like, well, oh power, my God. Power to you dealing with L9. I think uh, you're getting you it right. You guys do it every I mean, day. We, yeah, everyone's doing it that's building, but... Uh, I think the systemization that you're you're working yeah, towards. Yeah, I mean is great. it's not too Ellen is like like I don't know, it's not terrible, but then for some things it is. So right now we're trying to legalize this guy had like got a violation for an awning. Like an awning, right? <laughs> and, and and like we're trying we have to get like an electrical permit, a building permit, and a zoning permit. And we're like, all right, we'll do it. Now we, we're like trying to you have to get elevation plans, all this stuff, trying to track down the owner of the building to get the plans. Oh, Okay, they don't have it. Guess what? Now, now, and I, because it like the awning is like bigger than a certain size, we need to get stamp plans. I'm like, what fucking architect or engineer is gonna agree to this scope of a project? And the other thing too, to the arch- st- yeah. stamp plans for like an awning. For, like, what? well, yeah, I mean, it's also <laughs> the time frame. Like, like I'll tell you right now, we're trying not to take any projects on that are under five thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. The scope time. of yeah. And like, can't yeah. pay attention to it. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. You think you get a, think you get a temple to, student to draw it up and then maybe bring it to an architect to review. <laughs> I mean, if that's, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. But I think it's up to people like us to like do something about, like write about the RCOs, like put right. together, put together, like maybe I, maybe I'll do like a series of like RCO mm-hmm. nightmares on my oh blog, my compile them all. No, I'll seriously, compile them all. I got a shit ton. Like I can get into the racism in it. Like oh, that's, I, it, it, that is, that's a big thing. It was kind of, is pretty upsetting. I mean, I, Scott who's our director of architecture. He's, I mean, he's been called names. Like it's not good situation when Scott goes into a certain type of RCO. It's, oh, yeah. it's scary. And it's, it's shouldn't be how it's the city out. wants to portray itself. Right. It wants to be a competitive city. In that's why I think we need to, maybe the city doesn't know these things are happening. Like, I they don't might, know. They probably like, fucking don't. They that's really the don't. thing. Now it's up to yeah. us to like, let, so well, I'll, I'll, I know we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we'll wrap right? up here in a couple okay. minutes, but real quick story. It'll take me 30 seconds. Like I sat down with one of my clients, uh, two of my clients, one, they're both doing a project in the same area in Brewery Town. One's white, one's black. Yep. <laughs> my white client literally, when he was going up to do his presentation, they were like whispering under their breath, like, oh, this fucking white boy developer, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Turn him down, like all that shit. Unreal. 
I kind of like had this feeling once I heard that, that my other client that was black, like from the area, like doing business with his family, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, watch, this is going to like pass with flying colors. He got a fucking standing ovation, same sort of type of project, same area. That's like, it's clear that it's about like skin color. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. How is that okay? Like, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is, but it's it's got to change. It's got to change, but yeah, I, I think, think it can. I think you're seeing th- certain things. You read Philly.com. You're seeing politically what's happening, mm-hmm. and stuff's cleaning up in the city. I will say, and I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, like you said, so three to five years. Yeah, be very, yeah, very yeah. different. Very, very different. As long as people like us push forward yep. and like do what we should, you know, do what we should, and all that stuff. So, what's your final question? You always got a final. Honestly, question. yeah. I mean, uh, it's very pretty general. But what's next for Alexa? For Alexa, yeah. not for Philly Zoning. No, what's next for you? <laughs> um, is it is it back to music or is it in branding? No, so I still own, I still own those things. The branding I continue to do just because I love it, mm-hmm. and I've been doing it since I was thirteen. Like I had my first trademark when I was thirteen years nice. old. Um, so I'm continuing that forever, not trying to scale it. Whatever mm-hmm. the music thing, I'm still a partner in. I'll do a couple parties a year. But my next thing is I'm I started writing a movie script actually it's about Hell and I. No, that would probably be crazy. The developer in South Philly trying to get a house. It's a documentary. Yeah, oh my God, it could be maybe <laughs> or like a comedy spoof. What kind of movie shit. are you writing? Um, it's like a psychological thriller about um something that uh about a circumstance that took place in Amsterdam. Um, so I'm, I'm very beginning stages, but I also, I, I do, um, Philly entrepreneurs mastermind. I started a mastermind group. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm working on that. And Let me know if you need a speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we don't, help. so the, the, the like concept of it is like groups. It's not like speakers and in, in networking. It's like vulnerable, like sharing of life and business. And like, yeah. we all mastermind each other's problems. Right. Like, whether I like it's like, you know what I mean? You could, I'll, I'll, I'll invite to, you. I'll, I'd love to yeah, join. If you want to come sit in on one. I have we a do whole it. bunch of problems that need solving. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll invite both of you for sure. Awesome. But, um, I like want to, my goal is to save like hundreds of thousands of cats. So like I'm a cat lover. So I'm trying to build like that into my sort of, I was thinking about building it into the Philly zoning model, but no one really is going to care. So <laughs> Just figuring out a way to like filter, filter some. Here's your building to, permits and a nice fluffy and we white just cat. adopted a cat. Yeah. So like saving cats, like business coaching. I love business coaching. Continuing the branding, the music, and then scaling my company. Like, cool. Just, you know, it's where I'm at. So very good. That's exciting. Well, uh, yeah. Alexa, we really appreciate the time. Thanks yeah, for coming in. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for the wine. Uh, shout out to Starborough <laughs> News. Literally Zealand, don't know. Sauvignon Blanc. It looks great. Not, it looks but... great. <laughs> looks great. Tastes yeah. great. I asked for a recommendation, so I tried. Like, no, it's great. You are, you are uh, Sean Mooney, whose who's podcast will be before yours, and people probably already listened to it. He brought in a case of beer, so we're like, why isn't all the podcast visitors <laughs> bringing in You got to bring something. Yeah, you're so a guest. Shit, like. <laughs> but uh, no, we really Thank appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. No, yeah. you're, you're welcome. And, uh well, we're going to have you back, episode 100-something, nice. and uh, see where Philly Zoning's at in a couple of years. Here. Hopefully, they don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, that's right. Which is, I took that from your quote, sort of. Never oh, make man. the same mistake twice. So. <laughs> same mistake twice. And if you do, then, I don't know, whatever shit Don't happens. make it three times. I've probably made it ten times. I'm just learning now. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you wouldn't mind sharing this with someone, it would mean the world to us. You can reach out to us at thenewhowpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we really hope you got a lot of value out of this episode that you're going to put towards your business and real estate endeavors.